I'm going to record on this computer and we'll see how it goes. Every single time that the record button starts, I get so excited, like, oh, I figured it out. Um, and it is recording every single time. It's me, Molly, with Kieran. Hi. Um, from SA2020, um, the organization that drives progress toward a shared vision of a thriving San Antonio, uh, we do This Story Goes in partnership um, with KLRN. Uh, they are your local public television station. And we have always been in the uh, business of telling a more complete story of the people who work in organizations that um, are like just doing the thing. And since COVID-19 has occurred, we thought we would shift to talk more specifically about what those organizations who are already doing amazing things are now doing in order to meet community need even better. Um, and we are uh, pleased to bring on to our Zoom podcast. <laughs> we don't even have microphone. It's fine. We don't care. We do what we do. We're not in the Kaler in studios. We're in kitchens and living rooms, and we do what we can. Um, and um, I will uh, start then with bringing on Forrest. Um, who is the Chief Development Officer for Meals on Wheels. And Forrest, we know, thank you for joining us today. Meals on Wheels is an SA 2020 nonprofit partner. So tell the listeners, what does Meals on Wheels do in normal times? <laughs> it's like, I keep saying that everything's changed and somehow everything is the same. Um, so the overarching goal of everything that we do at Meals on Wheels San Antonio is we try to keep people living safely in their homes as long as they possibly can. So primarily that's seniors. It's not only seniors. We work with um, adults who have disabilities. So th there's kind of a combination of people there, but we're trying to keep them living at home safely as long as possible. So we have two major ways we do that. We have a program called Grace Place, which is an Alzheimer's activity program. So it's a place where caregivers of seniors or adults with Alzheimer's or dementia can bring them. Um, it's a safe place for them to be all day so that their caregivers can work or do other things. And again, allow them to stay at home living with their loved ones and their family as long as possible without having to go to a care facility. So that's kind of the smaller program we do, but the main one and our namesake is Meals on Wheels. We serve about 5,000 clients a year and they are, again, primarily seniors, but they are people who cannot leave their home to get food and cannot prepare that food in their home. So there are all kinds of circumstances. Most of them have some sort of disability, some of them it's a physical disability, some of them um, it's a mental disability, and be able to leave their houses or causing them not to be able to stand to cook or um, you know, use a can opener, things like that. So we, the main thing we do is we provide nutrition. We're bringing them a hot meal five days a week. Um, and then also about 30 to 40% of them get additional nutrition on top of that. They get breakfast or they get frozen meals for the weekend, things like that. The other huge piece of that though is the visit of a person coming to your home every day. So the social isolation that these people live in is extreme. And it's we're in such an interesting time because we, um, you know, normally that social isolation is a really bad thing. Right now it's the protective element for these people because they really are not leaving their houses. So we have a client that we did a, a project in her home, like a home modification project. She literally had not been outside of her door in 14 years because she lived alone. 
She didn't have family in town and she was in a wheelchair and her door was not wide enough to get a wheelchair through. So had not even been out on her front porch in 14 years. So we're dealing with people who are incredibly isolated. They see us and they see the mailman and that's it. And so um, Meals and Wills America did a study that the social isolation that our clients live in, the physical ramifications of that are equivalent to smoking a pack of cigarettes every day. It's incredibly bad for you to be that isolated, again, in normal times. I want to jump in real quick, Forrest, and talk about the idea that in general, y'all are going into people's homes and this space mm -hmm. where we've been sort of trying to figure out the difference between social distancing or physical distancing. And, and right. we spoke to a doctor who said it's physical distancing, you can still be socially connected. And I want to know, how is Meals on Wheels still providing social connection and being safe by keeping physical distance? Right. So we are still delivering meals to our clients, and we are doing it with as much social distance as we are able. So what that means is um, probably the environmentally friendly people don't love us as much right now because we are using, like, basically your HEB bag to put the meals, the components of the meals that clients are getting and hang them on the doorknob. And then our volunteers or our staff knock on the door and then they back up those six feet. We still wanna have eyes on our clients. So we're doing a safety check. We're making sure that they're okay, that they have gotten up that morning, that they haven't fallen, things like that. Um, so we still wanna see that they come to the door and we wanna be able to talk to them with that six feet distance, but we don't wanna be physically handing them a bag and we don't wanna be in their space. So all of our volunteers and staff are delivering that way. We also, um, we typically see our, our clients five times a week. We're only seeing them twice a week now. And that is both to create efficiencies as our volunteer force starts to dwindle down. A lot of our volunteers are seniors themselves and so they're not going out to protect themselves, which is wonderful and what they should be doing. As that's dwindling down, we're trying to be more efficient in the way we deliver. But also, to your point, every time we walk you know, up to that door, that's an interaction that person has with the outside world that they wouldn't be having. And so we want to keep that social interaction, keep them feeling good and checked on, but limit the number of times we see them. So we're seeing them twice a week. We're calling every single client once during the week. So they're hearing from us a third time. And then we have another program actually that's called our friendly visitor program that we run in normal times where we have extra volunteers that go into people's home and spend time with them. So they might literally just watch Jeopardy with them or they might bake cookies all of those interactions have become phone calls. And actually, um, USAA is partnering with us to have staff from all over the country that are gonna be matched up with our clients to do that phone call, check in, and that, um, that visit with them. Excited to hear about USAA. We've definitely been reading that Meals on Wheels has been partnering with HEB, that Chef Johnny mm -hmm. Hernandez has also partnered with y'all. There's, there's a line in San Antonio's community vision that we like to reference all the time at SA 2020, and particularly at this moment, that we are all responsible for our collective well-being. We spoke to Dr. Barbara Taylor, she also said that what she, San Antonio is really getting right in this moment is that community is coming together. Is that level of collaboration something that Meals on Wheels has always seen? Is there something particular in this moment that y'all are um, sort of seeing an increase in when it comes to collaboration or the community coming together? Absolutely. I think as a person that's worked at a bunch of different nonprofits in the city, San Antonio is truly incredible about partnering and working together. And we are lucky, so we have about 2,500 volunteers during the year that come from corporate partners, that come from churches, that come from all over. So um, that the, the model of Meals on Wheels is neighbors serving neighbors. It's people in the community serving the elderly that live in their community. And so that is always ongoing. 
but truly in this time, people have really stepped up. Um, and some of it is in ways that, you know, is sort of co-beneficial. Like we've, as I said, our volunteer population has been dropping off a little bit, but we have WellMed. So WellMed is a program that works exclusively with seniors. One of their very specific programs closed, but they wanted their employees to still have something to do. So those guys are coming and volunteering for us every day. They know exactly how to deal with our clients and it's giving them something to do. It's giving them a sense of purpose and then it's helping us. So um, it's, been, it's been phenomenal. We've had all these groups step up to volunteer. Chef Hernandez is making meals for us with some of his, his chefs that he's able to keep employed. Um, HEB and USAA and Valero have all been really, and Frost have all been really philanthropic and helpful. Um, HEB brought us hand sanitizer on Friday. Awesome. So we've been working. A really cool thing is uh, we were trying to figure out how we could get more shelf-stable product. That's one of the things that we try to give our clients, like single-use things that are easy to open, peanut butter crackers and things like that, that they can keep in their pantries. And that is the thing that everyone's trying to buy. So our food supply was difficult when it came to that. So we reached out to all of the local hotels in town because we figured they all have those little convenience stores in their lobby and no one's going into those hotels. So several downtown hotels have basically emptied out the convenience stores in their lobby mm -hmm. and given us the product so we can put it in boxes to give to our clients. So people are, not surprisingly, because this is such a great city, really stepping oh, up. Oh, wow, that's right awesome. That's uh, something that was kind of unexpected, right? You wouldn't see right. necessarily how obvious it would be for a hotel to be able to support an organization like y'all's at this moment. Uh, you mentioned philanthropy. We know that Meals on Wheels received a grant recently from the San Antonio Area Foundation's mm -hmm. COVID-19 Emergency Fund. Uh, can you tell us for us what this funding will allow Meals on Wheels to do in particular? Absolutely. So our um, sort of battle cry from the beginning of this is that we want to get as much food into our clients' homes as we possibly can for two main reasons. One, obviously, if there is some reason that we have to have an interruption in services, we want to have a lot of food in their houses already. Um, hopefully that's not going to happen. We're going to keep going as long as we can, but we want to we kind of cover our bases. But also we know that the more food our clients eat and the healthier they are, if they do get sick, they're gonna have better health outcomes. So we kind of just started producing extra food and we're like, we'll figure out the money part of it later. We've really got to feed people. So in the first week that we were producing extra meals, we sent out $50,000 in just straight food costs. That doesn't include the labor to prepare it or anything like that. So this funding from the Area Foundation, the funding from all the large, large corporations is truly just helping us to buy product so that we can prepare it and deliver it and get more and more food into those clients' homes. You know, what's coming up for me is that nonprofit organizations have trusting relationships with the people that they serve. And at this moment of crisis, how important it is uh, to hear you say that it's neighbors serving neighbors and that's mm -hmm. always um, how Meals on Wheels has fulfilled its mission from the beginning. When you say serving seniors, serving people with disabilities, are we talking about folks all across San Antonio? Absolutely. So we serve truly every corner of Bear County. Um, the clients that we serve, because they don't leave their homes, they probably live on your street and you are unaware of them. They are really hidden behind their doors. Truly, I, there is a person that lives three blocks down from me that I didn't realize got meals until I just happened to be home at the right time and saw the truck pull up to their house. So uh, they're all over the entire county. We also serve Atascosa and Frio counties. Um, we provide meals for Medina County 
And then a sort of happy benefit of everything that's been going on right now and our, our just ramp up in producing more food is that we are also able to get food to other smaller programs who are struggling because their staff are, are sick or whatever. So we've, uh, we took food to Victoria on Friday. We took food to Bernie last week and then also some other programs that deal with seniors here in San Antonio. So it's all over, not just Bear County, but, but some of the surrounding counties too. Well, and we know, right, that Bear County senior um, population, at least 65 plus, is about 12% of our population. Mm -hmm. So knowing that y'all are serving um, 5,000 uh, of that population is pretty major. Have you seen with within the last few weeks, has the need gone up? Have more people called? We, uh, we sort of are tracking everything from the 14th of March. That's the first day that we really started the change in our operations. And since the 14th of March, we had 1,300 people referred to us, which is pretty high for us. We're normally probably 300 referrals in a month, so um, 1,300 in less than a month. Okay. Now, that's just somebody that's referred, so that doesn't necessarily mean that they qualify. We still are... Um, our services are specifically for people who cannot physically leave their house. So we're referring people who are seniors, but maybe don't have that homebound issue to, you know, HEB is doing great stuff right now and the food bank's helping and all of that. But just looking at the number of people that really fit the program that we provide, we've had 1,300 referrals and we've brought about 300 people onto service um, on top of our, our 3,200 that we already serve daily. I know that you sort of touched on this. It's somebody who cannot leave their home, who is physically sort of in mm -hmm. their home. Can you give us just sort of a high level, like if, if I am, maybe I'm listening and I'm like, hey, I think I want to refer my neighbor. Can you tell us what the criteria is to get delivery from Meals on Wheels? Sure. So we, first of all, I think it's important to say we have no age restriction and we have no income restriction. Um, if there is a reason that you cannot get food for yourself. We don't really care how much money you have in the bank or if you're 50 instead of 60. Most of our clients are low income. Most of our clients are over 65, but not all of them. So the main thing is if you can drive, you're probably not eligible. If you can't drive and you don't have a way to get around. If you live alone, that's, you know, if you live alone or you maybe live with another person that is in a similar circumstance. And then if you have some sort of physical reason that you can't leave your house that you can't cook food. Those are kind of the main requirements. How do folks learn it? If they're interested, if they know of a loved one who needs a meal, where can they go to make that referral or get folks connected? So the best thing to do is go to our website, which is mowsatx.org. And there is a little form you can fill out and you will go into the referral list and someone will call you in a day or two and, and check base and sort of do a little assessment on the phone and make sure that you fit into our program. What about people who are not looking for um, your services to provide, but maybe to help uh, to deliver or to be the person who makes a phone call. How can somebody get involved? What's the call to action for them today? Absolutely. So um, first of all, we, I'm, I'm in charge of fundraising, so I will say you can always donate money. That's always helpful. Well done, um, well done. Thank you. Um, if you would like to be a person that calls our clients to check on them, you can go to our website and there is, you can search for our friendly visitor program. Um, or if you can go to our sort of general volunteer sign up and say that you want to participate in friendly visitor. In terms of meal delivery, we're not taking just individuals at this point because of the need to do background checks and training and all of that. And so we're just kind of trying to stick with our current group. But the other thing that I think is so important is to just check on, on the elderly people in your neighborhood. 
you know, I see on my next door app all the time for my neighborhood people saying, can you get me groceries? My wife and I are 70 and we don't want to leave our house. So I think now is a really good time to safely and carefully take care of your, of your elderly neighbors because they really, they really need to be at home. That's really what they need to be doing right now. And so as much as we can help them to do that, that's what we need to be doing right now. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> um, uh, I appreciate so much what y'all are doing. I know that um, uh, this is such a weird time. I appreciate um, like all of the different companies coming together and really supporting you. And then um, just knowing that you're out there doing the work that needs to be done right now, being able to make connections even over the phone is so important. Um, everything that we talked about today can be found on our uh, the KLRN website, klrn.org slash the story goes. And this is also a first for us. So before we say fully goodbye to Forrest, you can be part of our very first thank you to our very first podcast sponsor, CPS cool. Energy. Thank you so much for sponsoring um, the story goes so that we can pump out more um stories uh like meals on wheels and forest they're and actually del they're delivery partners of ours cps delivers with us so we love what? cps we super appreciate That's them awesome. yeah they have a delivery team well done hooray they're good people um kieran what do you feel like is our takeaway learning from here take care of your elders oh take yeah, care of our your neighbors we really appreciate your support